No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we consider more of the wise sayings of Agur about unbearable things, things that are little but wise, and things that are majestic and stately in their stride. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 30 on Simply the Bible. The unknown author named Agur continues his wise sayings. He uses examples in the animal kingdom to teach us all lessons, but he begins with a popular topic in scripture. We continue in Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley, will pick it out, and the young eagles will eat it. Oh my. God gave Moses two tablets of stone with the Ten Commandments. The second tablet dealt with man's relationships with his fellow man. The first commandment on this second tablet was, Honor your father and mother. It came with a promise that you could live a long life. There is much in Proverbs about respecting your parents and listening to their counsel. And here we see the gruesome consequences of one who would dishonor his parents. Now, television and movies have often made parents look like buffoons. The media has glorified disobedience to parents and teenage rebellion. But disobedient children forget that they are ultimately accountable to God. And parents also are accountable to God for how they treat their children. Jesus said, see to it that you don't look down on one of these little ones because their angels behold the face of my father in heaven. Now, when both parents and children fear God and treat each other with proper respect, well, the family is beautiful. It's a network of life-giving relationships as it should be. But when either parents or children neglect or abuse one another, it can be hell on earth. Verse 18. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a virgin. Now, we see a style here that we have seen previously in Proverbs. Agur makes a statement about three things and then a statement about four things. And the two statements actually apply to all four things. The fourth item on the list is emphasized. So in this saying, all four things are wonderful and Agur does not understand them. First, the way of an eagle in the air. Who can predict the moves that the eagle makes and why? The way of a serpent on a rock. Now maybe the way is mysterious to us because of how the serpent has to slither the way of a ship in the sea now this would be certainly true of the sailing vessel which would have been the only kind of seagoing vessel in agar's day how the wind and waves move the vessel even driving it off course at times and how it must zigzag especially in headwinds 
to make any progress toward its destination. And then how the sea currents affect it all. No doubt this is a mystery. And finally, the way of a man with a virgin. Remember, this is the fourth item, and so it's emphasized. It's the most mysterious thing of all, according to Agur. Now, it refers to a young man dating or courting a woman. Can you remember how awkward this was? Can you remember how tongue-tied you would get or how self-conscious you would be? I remember one of my first dates with a girl who I liked in high school. We went to an amusement park, and on the way, she told me that she didn't think I was driving fast enough. I told her I was going the speed limit, but then she said that, well, all my friends go faster than that. It was humiliating. That was our first and last date. Verse 20, this is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. Now, there's much in Proverbs about the adulterous woman. Solomon gave an illustration in chapter 7 about the foolish young man who was seduced by her. But here, Agur says that she has lost all sensitivity for right and wrong. She treats her immoral behavior as casually as someone eating food who gets the food on their mouth, she feels like she's done nothing wrong. The truth is, she is brazen and her conscience is seared. For three things, the earth is perturbed. Yes, for four, it cannot bear up. For a servant, when he reigns, a fool, when he is filled with food, a hateful woman, when she is married, and a maidservant, who succeeds her mistress. These are four things that are out of order. Now, there's a natural order of life, and when things follow that order, all is harmonious and beautiful. But when things fall out of their natural order, it creates havoc. So, with these four things, the earth is perturbed and cannot bear up. A servant, when he reigns, Jeroboam, was a capable servant of Solomon. But because Solomon's foreign wives turned his heart away from the Lord, God sent a prophet to Jeroboam who told him that the Lord would take 10 tribes of Israel away from Solomon and give them the Jeroboam to rule. When Solomon heard about this, he tried to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam escaped to Egypt. After Solomon died, Jeroboam led a rebellion against Rehoboam, Solomon's son, And ten of the tribes of Israel followed him, and they formed the northern kingdom of Israel. But then Jeroboam didn't want people going to Judah to worship God, so he built two altars with golden calves where the people could worship the Lord. This was a great sin in the eyes of God. But these are the kinds of things that happen when a servant who is untrained in royal matters is suddenly exalted to become king. Second is a fool when he is filled with food. We think of the rich fool who had a bumper crop and he planned to tear down his barns and build bigger ones. Then he would take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But that night his soul was required of him and who would get everything that he laid up for himself? So a fool who is rich and fills himself with sumptuous food is often oblivious to the realities and priorities of life and the life to come.
a hateful woman when she is married. Now, it's difficult to translate this verse. It could be a hateful or a contentious woman, or it could also be translated a hated or unloved woman who is married. Either situation brings marital misery. And finally, a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. Now, this is like the servant who reigns. She is a maidservant, and she is exalted to displace her mistress. She lacks the training and refinement for the position. Something similar to this happened when Hagar became pregnant and began to despise her mistress, Sarah, who was barren. Verse 24, there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. These four things are small yet wise, and there are lessons we can learn from them. Ants aren't strong, yet they prepare their food in summer. Now, earlier we were told, you know, consider the ant, you sluggard, because the ant has enough sense to gather its food in the summer and prepare for winter. So the lesson here is use your current situation to prepare for your future. Rock badgers are feeble. Now, they don't have any natural protection but they are wise enough to make their home in the crags of the rock. They use the rock as their protection. And so must we find our place, our shield, our security in the rock of Jesus Christ. Locusts have no king, yet they advance in ranks. That is an amazing thing to see how locusts will together swarm in and completely obliterate a crop, and yet they have no leader, but they are so submitted to one another and to the corporate mind, I suppose, that they march in ranks, as it were. And how we can learn from that as the church, we have one head, Jesus Christ. We ought to be working together as a unified body. God help us to do so. Then there is the spider or the lizard, as it is also translated. The Hebrew word is unclear, but it skillfully grasps with its hands and is in king's palaces. So I kind of would like to think of it as being the lizard just because they kind of look cool. And they have those little sticky pads on their feet so that they can hang in places on walls and so forth. They're smart enough to get inside of a king's palace and sort of just hang out in, uh, in the royal chambers, as it were, that's pretty smart. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion, which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. So these four things are majestic and stately in their stride. The lion is mighty among the beasts. It doesn't turn away from anyone. It walks boldly. And that should be the example for us who are in Christ, who walk in righteousness. We ought to be as bold as lions in presenting the truth to people. Uh, the greyhound 
is certainly fast. And we ought to be fast in the sense of running our race with perseverance to win the prize. The male goat is up on the high places of the mountains and God will keep our feet in the high places. He makes our feet like the hind's feet in high places. And finally, a king whose troops are with him. Now that is stately. When the king is with his army and going into battle, and feeling that they are going to conquer. As we walk with the Lord, we ought to have the confidence that if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, if you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. For as the churning of milk produces butter, and wringing of the nose produces blood, So the forcing of wrath produces strife. So here's good counsel. Edgar ends his words with this. Look, if you've been foolish, if you've exalted yourself, if you said something really you shouldn't have said, or maybe because you are impatient or angry, you have said hurtful or vicious words, then just put a hand to your mouth. Be quiet. Because as the churning of the milk produces butter and wringing of the nose produces blood, So if you break out in wrath, you're going to produce strife. An example of this was Moses losing his temper before the children of Israel. May God help us to control our spirit and to learn the wisdom of Agar. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. What does a mother say to her son who will be king? Tomorrow we'll consider the advice that King Lemuel's mother gives to her son about being a good king. Could Lemuel have been Bathsheba's name for her son Solomon? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.